Peter, I need some Radiohead help. I have a Radiohead okay. stuck in my song, that song stuck in my head, and I can't think of what the name what it is. What is it? It's someone that has the minor key at the front that goes. That's all I got in my head. Sound like any Radiohead. Oh, I know it does. That's a cold open. Third Degree, the podcast is brought to you by Soccer90.com. Brian Reynolds' nameplates for the AS Roma home jersey have finally arrived. 25% off site-wide for all Third Degree podcast listeners with the promo code ThirdDegree only at Soccer90.com. Well, hello there, FC Dallas Curious fans. Welcome to another edition of Third Degree, the podcast. Brace yourself. It's the 100th episode. Woohoo! And with me... Are my good friends. First off, congratulations on a hundred episodes, Dan Crook. Thank you. Congratulations on a hundred episodes yourself, you centenary, you centipede, centi- whatever it's called, centipede. There we go with centipede. Okay. Congratulations on being a centipede. <laughs> and uh, the king of centipedes is the founder and editor of Third Degree, the podcast. You know him, you love him. Our hero, Buzz Carrick. Come in, Buzz. Thanks, Peter, and thank you to both you and to Dan for being here for this 100-episode journey. It wouldn't have been happening without you guys. I appreciate it. Good times had by all. No pandemic is stopping us, is it? No. Now, the weather I, nearly did, though. <laughs> it's the true. Weather nearly did, that's true. Uh, you know, it's funny. Um, I would have thought that maybe we should have held off on a 100th episode for like the preview of the upcoming season, but I will say... If we're going to do a 100th episode and we don't have a lot of actual soccer to talk about, to spend an episode essentially doing nothing but kit talk pleases me greatly. Yeah, that's a pretty good topic for us to be talking about. Uh, otherwise, we'd have to go back in a time machine and ju- adjust the start two years ago in order to make the podcast 100 <laughs> hit start the right season. But uh, kit, kit talk will be good. It will. So the reason why I say that is because earlier today, Buzz, you posted on the website and shared on social media uh, Dan's final mock-up of what we believe the new FC Dallas away kit will look like. And there's a whole backstory to all of this, but at the end of the day, what everybody really needs to know is, thank the heavens, it's not an all-white kit. Yeah, thank goodness. I mean, MLS relaxed that uh, rule you know, sometime in the last year or two unofficially. And you've seen teams starting to do different things, um, you know, with, with their kits and as they were able to do that. And, and FC Dallas has gone with the powder blue. We learned it back in March, <laughs> like a year ago, basically, we learned. And, uh, you know, over the we have lots of ways to get information and we piece together all kinds of stuff, including just what we know about how kit design works and what the templates are and stuff. And and Dan always puts together really nice concepts from that information. And again, this is a really good one. I think it looks really good. It's a shame that the whole damn league apparently is going powder blue. <laughs> but other yeah. than that, it's exciting. All right. Well, hold off on that part of it because that'll yeah. lead into a larger conversation. Uh, Dan, why don't you help everybody understand kind of the templates that, because you really are into the uh, weeds on the specifics of what how Adidas uh, you know makes the you're not necessarily makes it but the design and the, and the templates being used. Uh, yeah, so they typically go with uh, two templates a season. Uh, last year, the main one was uh, Condivo Twenty, which is that thick collar 
with the shoulder stripes and all that fun stuff. Uh, this year, the one that, that we are 99% sure FC Dallas, actually no, we're 100% sure FC Dallas will have is uh, called Regista 20. Um, and it's it's got this weird little cut out at the back of the neck that looks kind of cool. Um, beyond that, they also use one called Competition 21, which is just a very plain jersey with a round neck and looks kind of dull. Is that the one uh, Austin is getting since they're an expansion team? Uh, they're getting... There's this, I mean, it's kind of a, a go-off of that, but they're doing something a little different because it's striped. So... Uh, sorry. Uh, so the, as far as the design goes, we've known about the powder blue for quite some time as, as, as buzzes. I think we first heard about it. I don't know. It was like late February, early March of last year. And yeah, a year ago. Yeah. And, and we made, uh, and Dan was kind enough to put together a mock-up that you posted in April on April 4th. And I think everybody thought it was a joke, but <laughs> for April fool's day, but yeah. we actually kind of intended to put it out there that early just to let the people who would care know that we know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that was pretty funny. But since then, a lot of detail has come up. And, and the, the one detail that I think is interesting is this kind of weird flecking uh, that's in the material that you don't see at distance, but you only see it when you're up close. And um, I was when I heard that that was going to be in there, I got really nervous because in the current Manchester United jersey which is also adidas by the way there is a similar flecking in it but the original mock-ups of that the flecking was so prominent that it almost looked like really cheap bad 70s vegas casino carpet and when the shirt eventually came out it was toned down and it actually is not a bad look but talk about the flecking a little bit buzz and what we've heard from people who have seen the shirt well originally back in that same time frame we heard there was a pattern to the fabric now we sort of extrapolated from that what Dallas has done a couple of times of late, which is the subliminal hoop, if you will, like the Texas destruct, uh, deconstructed flag one had that in the red. There was like the fabric was laying different directions. So that's kind of what we came up at the time with sort of that sublimated hoop. And then more recently, we heard about the fleck thing and someone even uh, had told us about it, even referenced the Manchester United, but then said it's nowhere near that prominent. So we've done our best estimation of what that kind of might look like. So as always, you know, we, we only hear tiny little details and put together all these things from lots of different places. And so we, and we know what the template, like for example, the template Dan used a year ago was the one at the time. And they since they dumped that kit after one year. So we went with the new one that they brought in for this year for the one we just did today. So, the the flecking is our best guess of kind of what that looks like if you take the man united example someone gave us and then toned it way down with navy and red is the flecking so that's sort of our best guess of what that might look like so i think the biggest thing to talk about uh, in the shirt is the choice to go with powder blue and and again set aside the fact that we're starting to find out many teams are getting some variation of powder blue and there are already two teams in the league that have powder blue or light blue as their primary color. Um, do we have any idea of how that idea came about or the decision for Dallas that doesn't have that in their colorway in any way, shape, or form to go with that as a second shirt? Well, my assumption is that they saw how successful the Rangers were. but um, So that was our joke at the time was the Ranger joke. But if you think about 
the idea that Major League Soccer still wants you to have a relatively light kit and a relatively dark kit, there are only so many light colors. You know, and pink is Miami and orange is Houston and green is Austin. So those are probably out. And we heard a, we heard that um, Colorado is going to do a throwback green anyway, and the Galaxy are green, and Portland's green, and Seattle's green, and you could do yellow. That's kind of light, but then Columbus is yellow, and and Nashville's yellow. There's only so many choices. So for Dallas, who doesn't really have as of yet uh, like an alternative color to use yet, all they have is red, white, and blue. So it's a different version of blue. You know, right. they haven't they haven't done anything since the burn brand went away. Like so those those are the two other colors you could have. Well, black doesn't help you. So maybe you could do like that light guacamole color, maybe or something, you know, but that's the really the other a- option they have is that Shawnee Silver. I think that's what the name of it they they decided. Oh man, yeah. But I always forget that's a color <laughs> for that. I mean for that you know, for those first couple of away jerseys, the first uh the the grey hooped one and the uh, and the one that was the same as like the Schalke jersey at the time, they were both really cool. But I th- you know, when everyone's complained about everything's white, if you then say, "Okay, we've just darkened it; it's now silver," like Montreal did, people are just going to say, "Well, that's a bit shit, isn't it?" <laughs> yeah, they probably would. Well, you know, so yeah. I, I I got a little wor- you know the other thing that you tend to worry about, and and people do add a little bit of criticism already, and, and based on the mock up today. Is that people are sensitive to the fact that now we're wearing the, the the traditional color of a of a nemesis in Kansas City, and it's also the primary color of NYCFC. But what they've done with this shirt that I think is really smart is the inner is the injection of red. Uh, the Adidas logo is red. Um, the number and uh, the number of name plates and fonts are in red, and I think that looks fantastic. Dan, what do you think about that, especially as a, as a design guy? Uh, I love it. I think it pops really nicely. Um, just it, it's different, right? You um, you know, especially when you get teams who have kind of lighter jerseys and they have like a big bold red on the back. Um, thinking of you know New York Red Bulls or uh, times you've seen maybe like a Blackburn or a, a Newcastle when they've had like the the red, it just pops. So it you know it just pops really nicely. It gives a few and far between look. And you know as we were kind of talking about before recording, uh, you know MLS is only really a few few years removed from everyone having either a black number or a white number. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And the red and the red makes it an FC Dallas jersey because like if you took away the red completely, mm-hmm. then it'd be like oh that's a sporting jersey. So it's like yeah, the red is super key. And I would even have gone. I would have gone even further and gone white shorts, red socks, because that would have been incredibly unique. Now Dallas is not going to do anything that crazy, so you end up with navy. And so, in a way, you almost have to have the red numbers because you couldn't have had navy numbers because you didn't have navy shorts, right? So, which we do know is for sure. Now the socks, we don't know. We're just assuming the socks are powder blue, you know, because that keeps the kit mostly light. If you'd have gone with navy socks, then now it's a mostly dark or half dark. So. You know, the, the socks are a guess, but um, the numbers we do know for sure are red. That's one of the things that we've been gotten leaked to us from various sources. So, yeah, Anyone? I will. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dan. I was going to say, and with the socks as well, you know, referees will let like a clash of shorts slide pretty easily, but they're not always yeah. keen on socks because you want to see who got the last touch of the ball, who's, 
you know, you can't really identify a team by whose boots it is. So it's it's generally whose socks are attached to that boot. Yeah, let's talk about the socks for a second because in the mock-up, and by the way, if you haven't seen the mock-up Dan, uh, uh, that Dan did, they're on the website at Third Degree, and there's been images shared, obviously, on, on Buzz's Twitter account. Um, of all the work that you did in there, this is my favorite part of the mock-up, and it's also the part that I'm the most nervous about because you've also said, you guys have, as you guys have stated, it's the one element of the kit that we don't, we, we haven't talked to anybody that's actually seen the socks. So Dan is guessing my favorite part of the sock is obviously the top because it's a navy blue and red thin hoops. There's probably, what is there, three red hoops and navy and three and five blue hoops. Is that what it is, I guess? Or it's yeah, a blue so background with three red hoops. Yeah. And the reason why I love that so much is, one, it completely stands out against the rest of the, the kit. But, two, it really demonstrates how kick-ass navy and red look together in a hoop design. And you could totally see it as a primary home shirt somewhere down the road. Well, we've literally been suggesting that for a decade, Peter, the, the, the navy and the red hoop with like a white number on it and white shorts. I mean, since since the get-go, that's what we've always been talking about, and Dallas has never done it. And you're correct that the socks are a perfect example of how good it would be if they would actually just bite the bull and do it and how good it would look. So, Dan, explain why you chose to make you know take the have the bravery to make the guests to do the socks that way. Um, so... You know, I kind of weighed up the the colors and figured, you know, it's good. It's, surely it's going to be light to match the jersey. Um, what Adidas is doing this year, kind of what they haven't done before, is a lot of every team seems to have a colored fold over. So, like, uh, you know, when, back in the old days before we all pulled our socks over our knees, you know, you used to pull it up and then fold over that little top part, just for the people who don't play very often. Um, <laughs> And I think realistic. I think the 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 hoops being in powder blue is probably a little bit more realistic. Uh, they they do seem to be a lot of monochromatic uh, sets. But uh, Portland, and now we've just seen the leak of Toronto. You know, they're kind of those two have got all three colors in uh, in their socks. So. You know, so that that gave me the liberty to at least say, well, I want to try the red because the red to me just looks better. Oh, yeah. No question. Yeah. Oh, and, man. you know, like we said, the red is what makes it an FC Dallas jersey and not a, uh, or an FC Dallas kit and not a sporting Kansas City kit. So yeah, I, I'm going to be really disappointed if the top of the socks aren't navy blue and red. That's going to totally bum me out if they work out that way. Well, I would say a fair amount of socks they've had over the last few years have been when they are blue, have had a red Adidas stripes at the top and a red Adidas logo on it. So that's kind of a thing for Dallas is to have red piping and red logos on the socks. So hopefully that'll continue in this version. One thing right. I'm, in, I'm interested to see is, um, you know how, so the Adidas logo is on the back of the sock, but the socks aren't real socks. They're kind of like the, you know, they just wear crew socks and then they, they're like the leg sleeve kind of deal. Yeah. Um, so what we've seen is when Chicago uh, modeled theirs, the guys had the socks the wrong way around, so the Adidas was on the front, and so was the compression, the calf compression pattern, which the last time uh, 
FC Dallas. I think it was the deconstructed Texas flag, actually. Um, half of the players used like used to have them the wrong way around. They just didn't realize <laughs> that. that. You know that that calf compression thing is like a very useful feature. That's why those co- those socks cost a bomb, uh, and they just weren't using them. So it'd be it'd be interesting to see. I didn't put anything on the front of them of the FC Dallas of the mock up because I didn't know if they'd have FCD or not, like it has in some years. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, so let's talk about the elephant in the room, which was when I heard the idea that you know M- that Adidas was starting to allow teams to do light colors other than white. And as Buzz said, there's only so many colors. There's pink, there's light green, there's yellow, there's I guess orange, uh, you know, a light purple maybe. There's some odd colors, but blue is probably the most obvious one. And and I can, you know, I kind of figured out, okay, that's going to work for Dallas. I, I kind of see that. And then I began to worry a little bit because as we've seen over the course of the last uh, few, uh, you know, last week or so, the number of teams that are going to end up getting some variation of light blue in their kits is starting to grow. And since we started recording this podcast, I just was introduced to another one, Buzz, that I'm not sure you're aware of. So we first saw the pretty zany design at Philadelphia. So Philadelphia's got a light blue uh, with some lightning bolt pattern and yellow font. Uh, We are also aware that DC United has what they're calling the marble shirt. And based on the lighting, the marbling is blue. And I think the the shirt kind of takes on a blue hue to it. I wouldn't call it a light blue shirt, but it's got blue elements in it. Well, blue trim for sure. No one will convince me that's not an FC Dallas shirt. That they, that FC yeah, Dallas said, right. we don't want it. And they were like, we'll yeah. give it a decent. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Like, you got Freddie Adu, you can take this shirt too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it, it appears that Minnesota United is doing some sort of blue with this weird kind of uh, gradient, like snowdrift gradient. Um, New England, uh, their away shirt has light blue socks. Uh, kit has light blue socks and then there is some sort of blue element in the paneling of the shirt and somebody just tweeted to me a little while ago egg saladino shared with me uh, that it appears based on a leak or a, a sneak video san jose's new away jersey is light blue and white mm. well i mean i get it for san jose there that's their colors too are blue and white and black so I get it. Uh, and the, then the other one that we saw was Chicago. Yeah. Chicago uh, got a light blue shirt. We've seen that. In fact, I was going to say, you know, typically, you know how I am about white shorts. Yeah. That, now that I've seen uh, Chicago's away kit with the light blue shirt and the white shorts, it really makes me excited that Dallas chose to go with the Navy shorts. But again, this the part of my frustration in all of this is, is we've been complaining for, I don't know, two or three years that Adidas and the league were like, all right, we're all away shirts are going to be white. All the <laughs> secondary kits will be all white. And then we started getting excited that they had loosened up on that. And now what it appears, they all went, oh, well, no, we'll just go with blue. Everybody's going to get light blue. Yeah. And I can't figure out in my head is how did they make such a stupid mistake like that? Well, I'm sure it's lack of communication. I mean, as far as I know, LA is still white and RSL is still white. I don't know anybody else that's still white. I mean, that, you know, well, the uh, for the most part, the res. Well, the cool thing about the res jersey is that did you notice that the uh, stripes and the accents on one side are navy and the other side are powder blue? That's kind of cool. That it's asymmetrical. Uh, the colors yeah. are. That's fun. But um, I mean, the bottom line is. 
The teams all do their kits designs with Adidas in a vacuum in secrecy. There's no overall re- overriding controller of all this stuff. But, but and, somebody at Adidas has to be there. Has to be a a, a person individually that uh, is know. overseeing all of that, right? I and mean, at, I don't not necessarily. Go, has anybody? Is, I, I, well, that's the part. That's my frustration. Yeah. Is like, how did that break down to the point that either a, a at the league league level or b at the supplier level? And I'll be damned if not see both of those things, A and B. Yeah. Somebody didn't stop and go, have we all realized that we've got five away light blue kits coming up in 2021? They're like, is that a, something we should talk about? <laughs> you think they should have. You know, part of it is, is that a lot of the, nobody in MLS has like their own sort of defined ideas about their away kits yet. You know, like a lot of, a lot of the big teams in the world they don't use the same away kit all the time, but they cycle through a couple of different things. Like Newcastle, every couple of years has this red, and that's not quite red, this reddish blue thing. And, and Arsenal has the blue and yellow thing they, they bring back every couple of years. And, you know, there's a lot of the same things that sort of repeat. And so they have these established ideas. Nobody in MLS has these established ideas. Like they change things up so much. And their brands are so all over the place that you, there's no consistency and no one has any idea what anybody's doing. And then everybody wants to be secretive and control their own stuff. And I'm sure that Adidas probably has like a designer that works with your one team and then they do it in a bubble. They don't talk to anybody. That's just, you know, and blue is a good color. So you end up I with a lot of blue. As well, you can kind of look at it as, you know, there's a lot of different blues. So just looking at that Quakes jersey, that's, that's going to be their home because um, it's a bit of a darker blue. But you think like the Chicago jersey is technically white, and then it's got the six pointed stars in, in like sky blue, which is a color of the city. That's you know, Philly, color of the city flag. Uh, the revs you can easily say, oh, it's just white, and then there's a, a hint of blue. The DC again, just white with like some gray blue. So I think you know it, when it comes down to what they register with the league initially, which is just color descriptions. You know, they're probably looking at it and, and there's more white than blue, if anything. Wait a second. When you say the Chicago shirt, I want to make sure that you and I are talking about the same thing. What I saw today is essentially a white shirt with a series of uh, blue lines. horizontal. Uh, well, it appears to be uh, like a blue line and a gray line, a blue line and a gray line. Now, that may be something that's just not wa- that's washed out in the image that I'm zooming in. Maybe it's all light blue lines, but the shirt does look light blue at a distance, right? Am I wrong yeah. about that? Yeah, it's a series of uh, it's a series of horizontal lines. They say white and and like sky blue, and then it darkens in some place to form the six point stars. Where do you see this? See, I, ha- I haven't seen the six point star part. They are all over it. Oh, they're, okay. they're down the front and then down the sleeves where the Adidas stripes are too. All right. Well, maybe that's just a detail that's that's not showing very well in the picture. And then okay. I think the back's solid white. Ah, okay. Well, you know, I, I, from the you're right, Peter. From the front, like from the stands, from the front, they're going to look very powder blue. The yeah. stripes are very narrow. I mean, at the end of the day, there's only so many colors to choose from, especially if the league is dictating that one of your kits has to be quote unquote light. Right. Um, and I, and I, you know, again, you know, not everybody, green is such an alternate color. Blue, you know, all of these teams, I think I'm correct in saying, have some variation of blue in their color theme. So going light blue makes sense instead of versus an orange or some sort of completely non related color. 
uh, in the color spectrum to your to your you know your, your kind of your branding. Um, so I guess I understand why so many teams are going to get that. I will say, out of all of them, though, if if and I should have said this on the outset, if the, what we end up getting on whatever day they're going to launch this, which I don't we know a date now too? Yeah, the second. Yeah, so March the second, which is next Tuesday. Uh, off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at the calendar. I don't have a calendar open. I have one in front of me. It is is next Tuesday. So next Tuesday, when they release this, if it looks anything like what Dan has mocked up, I'm going to be so excited because I think it's the best looking of all of the kits we've seen so far, at least in in the blue in the in the in the blue uh, realm. Yeah, I'm sitting there trying to think. We haven't seen the Minnesota one yet, but I think of the ones we've seen blue so far. The Philly one's really good. It's a little too, um, I don't know. I like the lightning for me. Like I, I get it was a fan design thing, and a lot of people really like it. For me, that's a little gimmicky, but um, it's a good, nice kid, you know. So I, I agree with you that if it's if it looks like the one we have mocked up, then I'm going to be really pleased with it. It's going to be really good. How do you feel about it, Dan? I mean, if it's if it's the color that we've got, the like actual, you know, what is by definition powder blue. I'll be very happy. I don't really want, you know, the Chicago one's a little bit too light with the, well, firstly, the shade of blue and then the, the white in it, the the Philly one for that, uh, you know, very deep skyish blue for their city flag is just uh, vomit inducing, I think might be the right term. <laughs> <coughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think if it's like true, like Ranger style powder blue, I'd, I'll be very happy with that. You know, I wonder, will Dallas have uh, alternate shirt choices this year? Because they wear navy blue with their red shirts. They had, you know, they've had white shorts and red shorts in, in yeah. previous years. They've it, There's been years where they've had red, uh, three different pairs of shorts to choose from. But now I'm wondering if they're even going to have more than one. Let's, well, you don't. Go ahead, Dan. Let's not forget there was a white pair available last year. They just never used it. Yeah. I think they wore them once. Did they? Yeah. I think I remember the white being solid white, like on one or two occasions. They had them for media day and then they just, I I just never remember wearing them. Yeah. No, they definitely, they definitely was some alternates and I'm sure there will be again too, because if you only have one color short, eventually you're going to run into somebody who's going to say, no, you can't wear that one against the team you're playing and they're going to have to come up with something, you know? So like if you were to go play sporting and sporting's got, it's got some version of light blues and, and you're wearing blue shorts and light, you know, you couldn't wear light blue, you wear your red, then you're going to have red, blue shorts. I mean, you have to have some options. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Dan, super kick-ass job. I hope it's uh, something I, – I mean, I hope you're 90% the way there. Um, and, man, I hope you're right about the top of the socks because that's really my favorite part of the of the design you put out. So congratulations. I, th- I thought you were more into collecting shorts than socks. I am, but my favorite element of this mock-up is, the, is that piece that you've added. Oh, yeah. But I would like a pair of these shorts Appreciate with a red number on it. Yeah. Um, all right. So the other element that is uh, new uh, this year is the sponsor logo. And as, as, as Buzz has been hinting pretty <laughs> vociferously over the last <laughs> couple of weeks, uh, hey, don't be surprised when it's not NEC. 
uh, because we're not really sure what's happened to them, but it's a brand you've probably never heard of. And sure enough, it is uh, a, a local company that I'm going to guess 99.5% of everybody that knows anything about this team has never heard of. It's a software development company called M, as in Mary, TX. And uh, it's a, it's kind of an interesting story. And Buzz, why don't you tell everybody the background on it as best you can? Well, I don't know a whole lot about this company either. I mean, I had to look them up. I don't know a squat about them other than what's in the newspapers. Um, you know, they're kind of a an enterprise tech company, you know, that does whatever for you, a consultant group that will help your company do whatever. And among the things they've done lately is help people with their corporate COVID testing rollout stuff. And they landed this big, humongous, gigantic contract from the state of Texas, which some people have pushed back on. And the politics being politics, there's been some stuff in that arena where some people don't like it or whatever. And uh, and the owner is a bit of a eccentric uh, character in the sense that um, he said he wanted to buy the Cowboys or was going to buy the Cowboys. Not that he wanted to, but he was going to buy the Cowboys. Um, and it's just a, it's just an interesting character and just generally speaking um you know we when we first heard about it, we were hearing hints that made us think it was NEC where the things about it being a computer company and something involving you know being able to analyze stuff and there was some AI talk and that kind of stuff and we we're like oh it's it's NEC with the Hall of Fame it's already a sponsor you know so that's why we were all in on NEC for so long and then it turned out it was not that it wasn't an NEC, it was MTX. And we're like, well, who the hell is MTX? So we were as surprised as anybody when we found out. And, uh, you know, my own, my concerns about it are concerns for FC Dallas in the sense of, like, is the money going to show up? That's what I care about. Is Dallas going to get paid? Does it look okay? And it looks pretty good. The TX fits the club. That's pretty good. Now, I would have liked a brand that actually added a little value, added some cachet, you know, like a big name, like Pepsi would have been a good one or Dr. Pepper or Toyota or whatever. You know, this it being something that's the big loss is like, who the heck is MTX? Because everyone that ever sees it's going to ask that same question, which I guess is why they bought it, because people are going to ask who the heck MTX is. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, uh, I think the thing about all of this that's, that, it, that is interesting is – the NEC thing was something that we heard dating back to when we found out the color of the shirt, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. Um, because I think we had actually seen, we'd actually, tell me if I'm incorrect, we actually talked to more than one person that had seen yeah. a red shirt with an NEC logo on it, right? Well, I, it was a, it was a uh, no, it was the, that was one of the places we got the powder blue, was we heard that someone had seen a powder blue shirt with the NEC logo on uh, it. Yeah. And, and then over the course of the years since then, we kept hearing stuff about computer stuff, computer company, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, there the was reason- a game where I literally bumped into uh, an NEC corporate party uh, talking about sponsorships. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just so everybody knows, NEC was the technical or the digital partner at the Hall of Fame. So all of any of the digital... Um, kind of interactive stuff that's in the Hall of Fame was all built and developed by NEC. And and so all the reason why I f- this is interesting is because all of this talk that we are hearing about computers and digital experiences and this, that, and the other made it very clear that it was NEC. And it's not that we were hearing the wrong thing at that time because it's based on the story told by FC Dallas themselves in their introduction and reveal of MTX as the new shirt sponsor – 
the conversation between MTX and the Hunts or FC Dallas about becoming the shirt sponsor didn't even start until very late last year, like right around the holidays. Yeah, I think for a long time, we, we talked a lot about the idea we thought it was going to be a current sponsor elevating because we were hearing a lot of discussion about that concept, you know, that they were trying to get that Avocare was stepping over to the sleeve. And so they were trying to get somebody else that among their current stable to like step up. And with all the NSC talk that fit that out, that story. And it's only now that we hear this story that this new thing came together late. And it's and one of two things happened. Either nobody else was willing to step up or these people came in with so much money that they won. You know, so, I mean, we're never going to know that detail. I don't think, you know, that's not the kind of thing that the hunts are going to ever tell us. But, um, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it's not NEC and it is this company. And I guess they're in a different enough domain that there's not a conflict there. That's a little bit surprising that they would do that. Another computer well, company. I, but I, I wonder if NEC is still involved with the Hall of Fame yeah. and anything at this point, because I haven't heard anything out of them in a while. Um, and well, it's you know, we can't that, go to the stadium, though. So. <laughs> right. It's possible that, you know, um, the, the space opened up and MTX isn't part isn't a partner anymore. I, I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't know that either. Um, so well, just I mean, so you guys, they're not really in competing industries. I mean, they may both be tech firms, but one's in automation and one's really in telecommunications and sure, you know, uh, well, I think they, okay. Uh, well, so MTX, just so everybody knows is a software development company. They do a lot of Salesforce integrations. They do a lot of integrations with Google cloud. Um, the guy that owns the company, his name is Daz Noble, and he's a young guy, uh, immigrated. I think he is originally, I can't remember what city in India he's originally from. Um, he's an interesting cat, and obviously they have access to a tremendous amount of development talent offshore in India. So they sell projects here in the United States, um, to, and they farm the work out to their employees over in India. And this is very, very commonplace these days in software development. Uh, they were in the reason why when I first heard it was MTX that I was like, I know I know that name from somewhere. And Buzz, you alluded to this a little earlier is they are the, the very unknown company that kind of raised eyebrows when they won the contract, as you said, for Texas's attempt to do contact tracing for COVID. And it was a $300 million contract. And they were supposed to deliver the software by the end of 2020. Now, that didn't happen to the best of my understanding. And there's some controversy around that because as with these types of projects go, it's not necessarily the software developer's fault that things don't get delivered. It could have been the fact the state couldn't deliver parts of the, you know, needed to build the project. Uh, as you said, they're doing a lot of um, uh, systems for companies and helping them get vaccines distributed. And they're also doing work with FC Dallas specifically. So they're they're helping to try to build some sort of analytics platform for Dallas to help uh, with judging talent uh, from an analytics standpoint. So they, you know, Dallas collects all this data about their players all the way from the youth all the way up to the senior team. They're going to build some sort of platform using AI, which is very commonplace these days, to kind of create um, solutions for judging based on analytics how good a player could be or is, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's where a lot of the excitement comes from. Yeah, what's interesting about that is that I actually had a company reach out to me a couple of times last year um, about some app they have that FC Dallas is using for their academy that all their kids are supposedly using. Um, and now this 
MTX is apparently going to do something else. So I'm curious whether this other thing is going to be in addition to it or whether that thing will go away. Um, you know, there's, they don't publicize a ton of information about the Academy. So it'll be interesting to see how it implements. Um, and we'll try and figure it out when I, hopefully once it actually does, I'll be able to talk to some parents or something and figure out how it works. But yeah, what's interesting about all of this in terms of software development is, and what we don't know is, is Dallas paying MTX to do this work? Is this some sort of trade-off in the sponsorship? Um, I, you know, we don't know the details of the deal. Um, but what I suspect is a lot of these companies and MTX, if you go through and look on their website and kind of investigate, you know, sports analytics, isn't something they have to the best of my understanding, at least based on what I've seen in their marketing and on their own website is something they're getting into. And so it's possible that they want to use FC Dallas as a testing ground to develop a sports analytics platform with artificial intelligence so that they can then turn around and resell it to other people. Um, so the fact that it's a Frisco-based company with a, uh, a Frisco-based professional team is interesting. Um, and again, the guy himself, and Buzz, you intimated this earlier, you know, uh, to be publicly open and talking about the fact that you are going to buy the Dallas Cowboys and turn them back into winners. Yeah. Like, there's this open quote from him that's <laughs> I think is on his LinkedIn page where he essentially kind of like compliments Jerry Jones and then kind of craps on him in the same paragraph. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's pretty ballsy. So, um, yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, I mean, maybe Barcelona too. Maybe I'll buy them too. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to add Barcelona to my. What does he say? He's like, uh, stable portfolio. I don't remember. Yeah, what it was. I'd love to be yeah. able to say add Barcelona to my portfolio. So, look, when I hear people talk like that, I either they they either just have a tremendous amount of self confidence and bravado, or they're batshit crazy. And um, I'm not sure which one this guy is. I'm I'm assuming it, I'm hoping it's the uh, former, not the latter. Uh, but I will say the logo looks good on the shirt, and if they pay yeah. FC Dallas some money for the position, my question is if in fact. This deal, because I think we all learned that the deal wasn't signed and delivered and everything until, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Yeah. If MTX hadn't showed up, would FC Dallas had a sponsor on their jersey this year? Uh, who knows, man? Maybe we can get somebody to tell us that eventually. But, um, yeah, probably not. Probably Because Avocare was out. I mean, Avocare had shifted. They're not out. They had already shifted, and they already announced they were shifting. So, Maybe they would have had somebody else at a lot less money, <laughs> well, you yeah. know, or somebody for like a one-year deal, like a filler kind of thing, you know, Chico's bail bonds or something. Yeah. You know, and the, but yeah, I aesthetically really pleased. If if the guy throws a bunch of money at the club, great, you know, awesome. So, you know, I, I'm not too upset about it by any means. I think it's pretty. It could have been a hell of a lot worse, right? Oh, I mean, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a million things that have been horrible, you know. And so it's pretty good. I mean, at least it's not a multi-level marketing company. Well, and the other thing is, is that, you know, when everybody said it was NEC, I kept thinking, why would NEC want to spend money to sponsor a soccer? Like, they don't sell a, a consumer-facing product or anything like that. And and this is, also yeah. a B, this is also a B2B company, but the value for MTX to be in this position uh, probably is more valuable to them because they are an unknown entity, right? Like, nobody knows what they are or what they do, and this is maybe an interesting way to market themselves um, that makes sense versus an NEC. It's, you, you can't buy NEC monitors anymore. At least I don't think you can. So, uh, you know, that's kind of cool that a, a company uh, like this is willing to spend the money to sponsor the, the, a local team. And so local company, local team. I think that's cool. That's a, that's a cool side story to the whole thing. For sure. 
Okay. Anything else jersey wise, kit wise that we want to talk about? Well, I think Dan had a couple of kits around the league he wanted to uh, point out. Did I? Did you yeah. fall asleep, Dan? <laughs> Maybe I did. <laughs> uh, well, I, th- I thought. We were, I, yeah, I think we were talking about like just talking a bit around the league and what we've seen and what we like and what we don't. But well, I'll start then because uh, I'll just kick it off with this. I I, I know I may be uh, alone on this. I think the new Portland kick kit is really nice it's not a, i don't like it as much as last year's the previous home kit but i really like the the half and half panel shirt i wish it was lighter uh they use that darker green they used last year instead of the one they actually used in 2011 i love the idea that it said you know 10 years in the league do a throwback to the original um you know especially with the you know their new uh uh, green and gold rather than that weird lime they had but yeah that 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 darker green almost looks like a blue some uh, from some photos yeah i like the detail and the stitching down the middle i know that's not everybody's yeah. favorite but i think that looks good i mean it's it's great you know having that having that i mean that was the detail from the throw but from the the 2011 jersey that mm-hmm. kind of ties it all together it's you know, I hope it's kind of that and the LA one are celebrated because they are fantastic throwbacks. Has anybody seen the back of this shirt? Is the is it a panel half and half panel on the back too? No, it's just a dark color. Okay, hmm. interesting. Yeah, I'm with Dan. The LA Galaxy one is primo. That is really good. Uh, the, yeah. the new Montreal all black is stupid because it's all black and that's stupid. <laughs> The Inter Miami going all black is stupid. I mean, the the Fran well, leaves a black jersey to replace a black jersey. I know, but whatever. it's like Inter again. Inter Miami could have had the best kits in the league, and they don't. They have stupid ass boring kits. The LAFC one at least isn't white. I guess it's linen or whatever. That's you know. I'm glad New York did checkers. That's kind of cool. I guess they didn't do a very good job of it, but at least it's kind of there somewhere. Um, I mean, really, the Galaxy one is the only one that's like mind blowingly good. Uh, the Atlanta kit with the the banjo strings is horrible. Oh, that's it's awful. so bad. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the, the uh, Cincinnati's new home jersey looks like it should be an away shirt for New York City. Yeah, I, it's a good kit maybe. though. I like it. It's just I'm with you that it kind of looks like it's a New York City oh, I wish, kit. I wish they swapped the blues around so they had like that proper royal blue instead of navy because that doesn't make sense for FC Cincinnati. Yeah, that was what I was surprised about was my first question was, was this an alternate kit? Is this their second kit or is this their new primary kit? It's the new primary. They're so keeping they, the white one. So wait, in their in their second season, they've changed their color theme from a royal blue to dark blue. And changed their home jersey three years in a row. Really? Well, maybe they'll sell a, a lot of jerseys. I mean, it's it's feasible that maybe they keep no it's really not because the other one was half and half royal and navy hmm. I don't know. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but then again mls oh and, i forgot and they had used, are desperate to do something yeah i forgot they had used navy in a previous year that's the part that i had forgotten about well hey look if you go out and blow 15 million on a little brazilian goal scorer you can do yeah. whatever you want to i look i, I Speaking think the, of which I think. Story. Let me just say this. I think the I think the Cincinnati the new Cincinnati shirt looks nice. I like the look of it. Yeah, yeah I, I do. I just think it 
it fits New York City more than it does Cincinnati. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, like DC shirt fits Dallas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that doesn't fit anyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad, um, although it's another pattern of blue jersey, I'm really glad that Minnesota's actually bringing some of the blue back because they're gray, boring, worst jerseys in the league the last couple of years, in my opinion, other than the wing coming back. I'll give you the wing. I'm, but, I'm glad that they're getting their traditional yeah. colors back, the gray home, the blue away, because white is just white's not part of their system. Yeah. Never was, so it was weird, like forcing them into it. So you one of you said this earlier, and I've seen it somewhere else. So Colorado is getting a light green away shirt or second shirt? Yeah, that's what I've heard is it's apparently it's a reference to the green they used to have when they were the when they first started out. Like the throwback it's like a throwback like the galaxies is a throwback to that era when they were green and black and white. The rapids were But we haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it. No, I just heard they're getting green. Did you uh, did you see the the mock up that's been released of the Sounders? The purple it's one. Be na- the navy and purple. Yeah. No. Yeah, we've seen weird that. yellow details. Wait, navy and purple in what format? Like a stripes or what? Uh, it's like the paint stroke um, kind of pattern that they were, the Adidas was using last year. Yeah, the sort of mar- almost marbly one kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's the awful. <laughs> Is it really ugly? Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. Well, the Sounders have never had jerseys that were like handsome. They've always been a little bit odd and but they've been like shockingly cool. Like maybe not the black and pink one kind of sucked, but you know when they had those like crazy aquamarine colors and shock yellow and yeah. When they had yeah. the black and lime green that was really cool. Uh uh, the the two color blue one for the the Puget Sound was awesome. Uh, that is the only Seattle jersey I would ever in my lifetime buy. Yeah, that was that was a cool shirt. Yeah, I guess when your home color is you know neon green or you know some I guess like muted neon green, uh, yeah. you can really spin some things off uh, in some different color. Oh, okay, you just shot over the picture of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, but that looks like a training shirt to me, though. Yeah. The purple and the is that black or navy blue? Dances is navy. It's hard to tell. Uh, you know, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> the yellow, what the yellow and the orange have to do with anything? I'm not really sure, but <laughs> it's pretty and bad. Still sponsored by Zoo Lily, right? I, well, I don't know what know, that is. Well, like that's probably their version of MTX. Yeah, I guess because well, I don't know what it is. Uh, Oh, it's a well-known. Uh, it's like uh, women's yoga pants and stuff like that. No, oh, well, no, no, I don't know. Wait, you're not into wearing women's yoga women's, pants? No, I don't wear women's yoga pants. No. Okay. No. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I'm glad to see that you know there's a, some variation going on. I get that some teams want to just stay with a white shirt. I get that. I totally. I'm just glad that not everybody is going to have it anymore. Well, I mean, it makes sense for part. some of them, right? RSL yeah. it makes sense. DC it makes sense. Austin did one just because they were going to have it for one season or whatever. So, well, and I mean to be honest, it, a white a white kit does make sense for Dallas when you really think about yeah. it. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with a black kit or a white kit in and of itself. It's only the context of everybody doing it that it sucks. Mm. You know, mm. that's the problem. All right. Uh, well, awesome. And by the way, I would guess, Buzz, you'll be able to buy all of these uh, jerseys at Soccer90.com. Yeah, I would imagine they'll have all of them, yeah. Your total pimps and sellers. They've already got some of them in the store. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Yep. 
All right. Uh, let's see. So we've talked about the uh, new light blue sh- jersey. We've talked about the sponsor. We've talked about other uh, jerseys going on around the league and the fact that the new one will come out next Tuesday on the 2nd. It is the 100th episode of Third Degree, the podcast. Um, congratulations again, fellas. Thank you. You say uh, in such a somber tone. It, well, it's, you know, it's, it's funny to me that we've done 100 of these things. It doesn't feel like we've done. I guess because, you know, uh, Buzz ends up doing a bunch of these in the offseason as interviews. And so uh, yeah. there's been 100 episodes, but not all of us have been involved in all 100 episodes. So maybe that's why it doesn't feel like 100. No, episodes. we all have other things we have to do. And occasionally you're not around. So, you know, it's part of the process. Uh, yeah. So here we are. We're a hundred episodes in and well, the new season will, I guess we'll figure out a way to continue to do episodes until the stupid season starts sometime later this year. Yeah. <laughs> no other player news or anything we we need to cover or anything, but well, just real fast is the four Dallas players got named to the Olympic, um, qualifying preliminary roster, which is like the, the big 48 man roster. Um, Brandon Cervania, who probably won't make it in the end, Tanner Testman, Jesus Ferrer, and Ricardo Pepe. I, I would guess Tanner and Jesus will make that. And then also on there was Keaton Parks from Plano, who mm-hmm. plays for NYCFC. The Frisco on, Kid. Frisco Kid, he was on there. And Brian Reynolds was on there, you know, who probably won't get released by – because clubs don't have to release for the qualifiers. So I'm more than likely Rome, Reynolds is not going to get released by Roma. They just got him. So I would bet that Tanner and Jesus will make the qualifiers and – the only thing that's really interesting in all that stuff is that Paxton was not named to the, not even like the preliminary roster. He's not even in the 48. So, um, okay. Uh, so uh, a couple of related notes. Now that you've named some names, a couple of things. So first off, uh, Jesus Ferreira, uh, is in some of the B roll and stuff, uh, that we've seen in the announcement of the new sponsor shirt. He is wearing a new number this season. Yeah. And they even went so far as the, Pimp it out now. They have FC Dallas as our new nine. They put it all out, so it's official. So he is wearing not seven, but nine. Nine, yeah, that's a big change. Well, I, you know what? It, it, it's actually, and I wonder that's got to be his. Like he chose to do it, right? He had to. There's no way he didn't. Um, you know, because that number got vacated, and in the academy he wore seven. So it's not like he's like, oh, I can finally have my nine back. It's not Wait, like who that. Had it, uh, um, Fafa Pico. Oh, that's right. Which was a dumb person to have it anyway. Don't get me started on that. But um, I've been saying all winter that Jesus was going to move back to the nine. And then he wore the nine for the U.S. and was great. I mean, granted, that was a trash team, but still he was great. So I actually really love the – conceptually, I love it because it says a lot to me about his mentality. Yeah. That Because, listen, you can say that numbers don't mean anything. Well, the nine means something, just like the ten means something. So yeah. for him to have – even if you don't think numbers matter, well, that one matters. So for him to say, I want that number, which clearly must have happened, and for him them to trumpet it out and like be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm nine now, that's a big deal to me. That says a lot about his mentality, I think. Uh, Eddie Manjoma okay. got the two. That's the other one that we know about. Which also helps lead to your speculation about him taking the right back's position. Well, he's, you know, he's in the mix of right back, no question. Uh, Evan Tuomasi is the one I think is going to start. Oh, that's right. Who wears 22, which is the number that you wear if you like to. And that's the number I'm going to wear in college. So that's his number, 22. So, um, But, you know, Eddie Munjoma for sure is in the mix of right back. I just don't think he's ready yet. I mean, by, maybe by midseason he is ready and he's the guy. So. Or by the end of spring training, he could be the guy. We don't, we'll see. you got to play it out, right? I mean, you don't know. And we saw Paxton in some of these pictures. <laughs> yeah, are you going to help me? 
<laughs> no. What do you mean, Buzz? I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. All right, I'll out myself. He's fat. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay, listen. Look. As a, are you saying yeah. this as a fellow fat person? As a fellow fatty. No. Listen, he's not a fat bastard like me. I'm just saying he looks like a player who hasn't played in a year. You know, soccer players, professional soccer players have sunken in hollowed out cheekbones because they have incredibly low body fat and they're insanely fit. I don't mean they're insanely fit compared to you and me. I mean, they're insanely fit compared to people that are fit. So to me, Paxton in his face looks like a guy who hasn't played in a year. That's all I was saying about that. I'm not saying that he's a fat bastard or anything. Now, he probably also has matured some too. He looks like he has some more upper body mass. Hopefully that's her muscles and not moobs. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying he's fat. Deeper and deeper. Yeah, I'm not saying he's fat. Oh, Paxton's a good kid. I'm not we saying never he's get fat. The Paxton interview again. Yeah, no, I'll get him. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that he looks like he's not in mid-season shape. You can see it in his face, in my opinion. Hey, Dan, what was that song he was singing before we started yeah. uh, recording? <laughs> fatty, fatty, two by four. What yeah, that's that? not what I was singing. <laughs> it's not that fatty, fatty, two by four is not a Radiohead song. Oh, yeah. that's not a Radiohead song. No. Uh, well, Paxton, I don't think you look fat. I think you look No, fat. you guys are going to – oh, my God. You don't think he looks a little little chubby in the cheeks? I think Man. he just looks like he's growing into his face. Yeah, uh, that he, could to- it could totally be that. He could like not he's be a kid anymore. That's becoming fair. a man, Buzz. He, yeah. Uh, just, hey, you, you can know, be like chubby. Gunnar Solskjaer, when he hit forty-five, <laughs> he finally grew into his face. Right, right. I mean, Maradona was played fat. I mean, you can be fat. That's fine. I'm just Maybe. saying. Buzz he just doesn't look, you know, ripping into people. I know. Right. <laughs> well, now I'm now I'm making a bit out of it. But. So critical. Yeah. So oh. I'm rough. Pax is going to call me tomorrow and be like, what the hell? Dude? Are you going to, are you going to start referring to him as fax? Yeah. Faxton. <laughs> no, I'm sure he'll be fine by the time to see it. Look, you know, he's been running and jogging or whatever, but that's not the same. You know, like he said, he'd be ready to compete in April. Well, ready to compete is not the same as like, I can go 90. Like that's not the same as mid season, like ripped. That's what I'm talking about. Like look so- at the picture. I showed you the picture from last year. When they did the headshots, his yeah. face looks different to me. It's like it's like uh, it's like uh, Santiago Mascara coming back, and I'm like you can't tell me his nose isn't different, <laughs> yeah. right? Santiago Mascara had off season, yeah, had a rhinoplasty surgery. for sure. I'm just saying so that Pat Paxton had cheek implants. He looks a little had to get some rosy cheeks. I don't okay. know, man. I think, I think in the middle of that, you actually answered why Paxton's not on the Olympic roster. Yeah, right. no, I know. So he's too, I, yeah, he's too chubby. Yeah, he didn't make. Weight. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. They can't order a jersey big enough. No, the, uh, but he, you know, he obviously won't be ninety minute fit pa- for the pa- tournament at the end of March. Paxton's five five at most. They have plenty of jerseys that'll fit him. Uh, Dan, I think uh, don't don't be surprised if right before the beginning of the season, Buzz starts a campaign to yeah. talk the beer garden into uh, uh, tossing Twinkies on the field if Paxton <laughs> scores a goal. No, we've all lost our press credentials today. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> they don't uh, the listen this deep in the podcast. Ma- the other, uh, <laughs> the other name you mentioned, Buzz, was Brian Reynolds, and I'm wondering yeah. have you heard any update about Brian and how things are going in Italy? Well, he came back to get his work visa straightened mm-hmm. out, which means that you know, for them to have sent him back to get the work visa means they're ready to start putting him into rosters of some kind. You have to have that to do that. So. You know, as far as I know, everything's going the way it's supposed to be going uh, in terms of fitness and 
And the, what I what I was told when I asked about why he come back uh, to get the visa was that you know it's because they're ready to start using him in some capacity. So you know that probably means integration into first team training because the reports where he was still training on the side trying to get game fit. Hmm. You know because okay. he was in a two month layoff like all the Dallas guys were. You know. Yeah, you know. I'm just I'm really interested to know how soon we start to see him integrated into the team and you know, it- I I don't I don't think that like this year I don't think you'll see him play very much. You'll he'll be in first team training. He'll probably make some benches at some point. And he might get a minute or two somewhere, but I think this 6 months was pretty much so they could get their hands on him. Not that they were going to like throw this 19-year-old into the Syria fire, you know what I mean? It's like I'm sure that this summer they'll make more moves and they'll and then one of their other right backs will probably go. And then he'll be one of the two I imagine that they'll have on their roster. So then it's on at that point, you know, unless something bad happens. So I, I would, I would bet you that he'll be in the mix for the Olympic team um, past qualifying. If they make it in, he'll probably be in the mix for the real thing. Cause then that'll come as far as I know, that'll come in the summer when Roman will be down and then they can, then he can go. This is that they're not going to let him go now because of they just got him. So, hmm. Well, boys, uh, we uh, have covered a lot of kit talk and a little things, uh, a a lot of things in in about an hour's time. And I uh, once again, it's the hundredth episode, and I just want to say in reflection, my favorite thing that has happened in the hundred episodes is when uh, Buzz, as when Buzz called Paxton fat. Uh, That's my (laughs) oh my god. uh, That's my favorite thing that's happened uh, in surely not. In the history of the podcast, that's really the moment that sticks out to me. Um, uh, the last ten seconds, episodes, yeah, yeah, is is that Dan? That's what's really... your favorite? What's your favorite memory of the hundred episodes? Um, oh, it's, it it could be any of the three thousand times we've whispered Thomas Roberts. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, the uh, the thing that always sticks out for me is the confusion uh, between Buzz and myself. The the first time you said FC Dallas curious fan. You didn't under you didn't get the reference. No. I still don't get the reference. <laughs> well, I, you know, uh, I got to explain it. In my head, it just means people that are interested in FC Dallas. Sure. Or you're you're not sure if you're interested in FC Dallas. Okay. Think of it as bi curious. <laughs> that's kind of well, what I always figured, but just yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it, that sure. was kind of that was kind of a riff off of that of that phrasing, which is I I always thought it was interesting, like the idea that somebody was bi curious. I'd like that. Mm, I might want to dabble in bisexuality. I might not. I'm not sure yet. I'm curious about it. So one day when we started doing the uh, podcast, I was when we announced. I started thinking about how I wanted to open the podcast, and I thought to myself, it sounded funny <laughs> to say <laughs> people are FC Dallas curious. Like, yeah. I don't know if I like this team. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Maybe we should give it a try here, there. Yeah. So uh, that's where FC Dallas curious came from. All right. What's your favorite moment, uh, Buzz? Well, uh, my favorite moment, actually, uh, believe it or not, is the, the interview with Brian Reynolds' dad with Keith Reynolds because yeah, that's good. Yeah. Not just because he was his dad. I mean, that was nice. That's nice, but it's the fact that he was his agent. So like that, that behind the curtain look, um, I just thought that was a really great interview, you know, cause he was so open about everything. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, I mean, the whole thing's been fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, the, the, the back and forth we have every week. And when we started this thing, I had no idea if we were going to even do more than five episodes, to be honest. And it's been going great. And I'm really appreciative of you guys. And I think we do awesome, awesome content. But like that specific thing was, I probably think probably my high point was that interview. Even though you guys weren't there for that, that's fine. It was just, that was kind of a, that was a, I think that, that behind the scenes look from him and me talking to him and the fact that he trusted me um, is something that you never get from an agent. That openness from an agent is remarkable. It was yeah. uh, good content. Uh, I mean, you got to be a pretty specific nerd to want to listen to that for an hour. But for the for those people that were interested in that topic, yeah, you're right. It was. It was I mean, that's our audience, tough. right? It's people who are yeah. Nessie Dallas nerds, right? And that's what we do. Which, which yeah. does lead me to the question: Did you get the uh, social media kid fired? No, I did not. Or at least okay. as far as I know, I didn't. He didn't say right. anything about it. Because when I, when I heard he uh, elected to do the pod, I just thought, uh-oh, he won't be there much longer. Well, you know, I asked him about that, and he said that he has a lot of free reign and a lot of license to do whatever he wants. Um, you know, and that they trust his and judgment. license to kill. Yeah, he's like James <laughs> Bond. Well, you know, in the sense that, like, they, they never told him, they've never said to him, don't do other media or whatever. You know, he has the opportunity, like even our doing our show is a way to publicize the team. Well, no, so he I was know, pretty confident he was fine. Yeah, I'm delighted to know that there's actually somebody in the office that likes you and was willing to yeah. treat you kindly. I know, so, right? It's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, it doesn't treat you like crap like everybody else does. So uh, that's more than him. Ref- it's refreshing to see that uh, somebody uh, was willing Come to spend Garrett time. And- too. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay. Well, all the coaches are always great. I mean, I've never had a coach had a problem with me. That's, you know. How would you know anymore? You never get to talk to any of them. Uh, well, I think they would. Lucci's got my number. If he was really mad at me, he would tell me. But, yeah. you know, I, so far, I've never had to lunch a, again for it. The, yeah. The, the day your phone rings and it's Lucci's name <laughs> on it is the day you crap your pants. Yeah. If he actually called me because he's not really good about initiating. Now, he's very open when I get him alone, but he doesn't ever initiate any of that stuff. So it's like yeah. if he were to actually call me, I, I would be panicking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's different. Like, um, Different coaches are different. Like uh, um, Colin Clark would call me all the time, you know, and I got used to that. Steve Morrow would too. So, you know, it just depends on the coaches, you know. That's actually a funny story I wanted to tell. <laughs> I don't know where to tell it, so I just thought about it since I mentioned Clark and Morrow. Um, do you remember when uh, – Dan, you won't remember this, I don't think. Peter, do you remember when they traded for um, Tim Bonsu from Chicago? Remember <laughs> yes. Bonsu? Yeah. Yes, I okay. do remember Bonsu. Yeah, so I, I got that – leaked to me and I wrote a story about it and I put it up like at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. And the next day, I can't remember whether it was Morrow or whether it was Clark, one or the other. They said, they were like, dude, you're ridiculous. They said, where did you get that? Because when you posted that story, they're like literally four people knew. He said, I knew Chicago's coach knew 10 one knew and his agent knew. And then you posted the story within an hour. And I'm like, he's like, how the hell did you get that? And I'll tell you now, the funny story is that, uh, Ryan Suarez told me because Ryan Suarez had the same agent as Bonsu. And so when the deal was done, Bonsu's agent called Suarez to tell him he was going to be playing with Bonsu. And so Suarez is like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Click, hangs up, click, dials me and says, hey, we just traded for Bonsu. So that was, that's, you know, 20 years later, I can tell that story. So that's a fun, you know. That God, just that pops into me, my head. That makes me feel old that yeah. you can tell stories like that that are now 20 years old. Yeah, we're, we're about to start our 24th season of covering this team. 
at third degree, which is ridiculous. I mean, we've been covering this team longer than Paxton's been alive. <laughs> Stop. That's yeah. awful. He's 21, right? Oh, and he's so fat. He is so fat. That is 21 you've ever seen. God, he's gonna wreck, he's gonna wreck me when I see him. I'm not saying he's fat. I'm just saying he's not game fit. I'm sorry. So, and uh, I heard him say yeah. Pax is fat. Didn't you hear him say that? I'm, I'm DMing him now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now uh, Peter, what's your favorite third degree podcast moment? I told you when you, you Oh, you were serious. Out, when you flat out called Damn it. fat. Uh no. Um I'm trying to think. Uh, my favorite third degree podcast moment. Uh, I, oh, you know, when you broke the news about, um, uh, what was the original Huntsman dump? Oh, I don't remember what the first one was. I know it was a big piece of news. Was was it Reynolds? Was it something with Reynolds? No, it was before then. It was. Wow, how can I not remember what that one was? It was uh, it was last season, wasn't it? Um, I, I don't remember specifically. And they were selling or buying somebody, or man, I, I don't know. I don't remember mm. either that or it was one of the funny uh, old cold open jokes. Yeah, uh, where I got you to where you said something really weird, and I edited it up to make it sound different yeah. than what you really said. Um, and I think you got mad at me for doing that once. I think I think I made some sort of weird, made you say some sort of weird sex mm. joke about your wife or something, and you didn't think that was funny. <laughs> I probably thought she didn't think it was funny. Yeah, yeah. that was probably what the only time I got mad at you was one time you asked me to name five players in the academy without any warning. I was like, dude, <laughs> you gotta warn me. I can't stop that. I know I gave you some names, but it probably wasn't as good as it could have been. Uh, let's go bigger than podcast, then Peter. It. Let's go bigger than podcasts. What's your favorite moment covering FC Dallas in any capacity over the last 25 years for you? Um, oh, it was always uh, the the conversations with Oscar. My ability, the, the Oscar's willingness to sit down with me for an hour, hour and a half and just have an open conversation uh, and him, you know, really instilling uh, and being very clear uh, and genuine about his love and admiration for young American soccer talent and his belief in that. And, and you would you would you would talk to Oscar for an hour and you were absolutely convinced that the United States was going to win the World Cup in my lifetime. You know, he yeah. just had that weird. He's still ability. convinced of that. Yeah, I know. But yeah. I, it just and when you began to realize that he was the coach of your team, uh, your club, uh, and he really just had that real faith in all of it. That was it was really heartwarming and inspiring. It just made you really uh, enjoy the club. So that's probably my favorite thing was uh, was uh, that kind of level of access to to Oscar. Dan, what's yours? Uh, it was uh, how long ago was it? it was on on the subject of our favorite fat friend. Um, <laughs> it was the day the. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, it was the day the um, the Ryan family gave Paxton the nineteen jersey. Um, I think Leanne, uh, when Leanne was uh, in charge of PR, she reached out to us and said, "Hey, we want you guys to be the only ones there." Um, so the opportunity to go down and kind of witness that and. Uh, you know, Oscar uh, 
playing chase and and some soccer with uh, Jake and Miller, and you know it was like just a very cool, um, wholesome thing. You know, that's pretty good. And we lost Buzz. No, I'm here. I just oh, didn't know what to say. I heard it. Yeah, I just I heard something down. falling or something. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't no, know where that collapsed. Door was. I thought you had to run and go to the bathroom or something. No, that's I'm sitting here listening. Yeah, those were all. Uh, those, yeah, that was. It's been. A, I can't imagine. I can't believe how many years we've been doing this, um, uh, and we've seen them all come in, come in and out the door. It's it's pretty amazing. And now uh, to see some of these kids come through the system, and we don't even ever get to see them actually play for the senior team. That's the yeah. that's the part that I have a hard time wrapping my brain around is how far it's come. Uh, but you know, from when it started in a in a trailer at Green Hill High School. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the bonkiest uh, part, all of it. Well, my favorite um, stuff is uh, the trips, whether it be the old trips to foreign countries or um, when I go to spring, you know, in Arizona or whatever. The ability to uh, cover the team when no one else is there, you know, because literally no one goes to that yeah. other than me. It's like a, it's you get seen where no one else is getting seen by players and staff, and you talk to people when no one else is talking to them. You know, you get a level of access. You um, you go to a, and when you're down in Chile and you and Kevin Harder takes you to a strip club. You know that's fun. <laughs> when you're in, you remember Kevin Harder, the equipment guy. Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're in La Manga, Spain, and Bobby Ryan's singing karaoke, standing on top of a piano bar. You know that's fun. Somewhere I have pictures of that, and I can't find them, and it pisses me off so much. Um, just generally being around the team when they are like that when they're isolated and they loosen up, you know, and they become a lot more open and personable and sharing, you know, and you can establish a rapport with people. Those things are hugely important. And I haven't been able to do that in, you know, about a year and a half now since the last time we went out to Arizona, basically was the last time, um, you know, those things are the best moments for me. Those, those times when I, I get to see stuff like the Dean and Mokiev game that I saw that nobody else saw, yeah, when they tied him and Dino was so mad. I've never seen a team so mad to tie a game because you know that was to them. It's like that's like the Yankees losing to the Double A Frisco Rough Riders or whatever. So it's those things. Man, I those. used to, I used to get so jealous when you got to go on those trips. Oh, uh, it was so to, good, man! To, to South America or Europe or whatever. I was like, man, that's. What a lucky dog he is that he gets to go on that trip. Yeah, um, uh, and that, and it was always so smart of the front office to allow you that kind of access. Well, the the first two years they let me go with them on the plane and the buses and stuff, but then the the second two years I had to do it myself. Um, you know, because ownership changed and the PR people changed, and all of a sudden it's like fans like they do now supported me. You know, and I was yeah. able to use my miles to get flights, and and I had to you know ride a bus down to where they were, and then I had to like you know. I couldn't go on the team bus anymore. So I had to like, you know, walk around the complex or whatever. So it it became a lot more difficult. And then they went down to Brazil and they flat out told me like, we're not sure you can get into the complex, which to me is ridiculous. It's like saying you can't get into the FC Dallas complex. It's like, come on, man, you put my name at the gate. I can get in. It's just, they didn't want me to go. So, you know, and then a decade later, things change. I was gone for a little while out of town and I came back. It's like, you know, I still covered the team the whole time, but I wasn't at practice quite as much for that little window there. But, um, you know, when I went out to Arizona, it was back to where they were letting me come to. I don't ride around with them or anything, but I can come to all the sessions or whatever. It, it, it no, the, the best part about the four years 
back in the beginning was that I really got invited to everything and I could go to like their social stuff, you know, when they were just letting off steam as a team, I could go to that, you know, and now they never in a million years let me do that now. So there's a loss there. And when, as the teams come more cynical, more, I don't know what, more private, more whatever, you know, I, I don't get that anymore, that, that level of intimacy, but, um, it's still going on those trips and getting access and, and being able to report from the road with the team that nobody else does that. And that that's pretty special still. No. And I've said this a thousand times. I mean, Buzz, if, if uh, you were doing this level of coverage in pretty much, uh, not pretty much, in most any other MLS city and another MLS team, you'd probably have a full-time job out of it. Um, just because uh, the, the type and level of coverage you do is really special and unique and, uh, fans of this club are super, super lucky to have you uh, and your dedication to doing it based on, you know, how little you're able to compensate yourself for your time and your efforts. It's really a passion project for you versus a job. And, um, uh, and, and if you were doing this in Seattle or Portland or Atlanta or DC or, you know, many other MLS markets, I have no doubt you would have, you, you'd be, uh, benef- you'd be compensated far better than you are here in Dallas. Uh, so, those of us who appreciate you and those of those people that are your Patreons do it because they love the work that you do and they love you very much, Buzz. So oh, thanks, man. You should, you should know that, dude. Well, I'm super, I'm super glad of the support I do get. You know, it's, uh, it makes a huge difference for me. So um, I'm really support, glad that we, I started that Patreon. I'm really glad people choose to give us their, give me their hard earned money. So, yeah. And your, and your uh, spelling and uh, grammar errors <laughs> have gotten so much better over the years. Uh, your ability yeah. to has gotten really improved. Well, I have difficult, I still have difficulty, difficulty editing myself and I type really fast. So that's, that's my problems. But, uh, you know, I try, I really do try to be better about it. But it's like, I, I, I figure people aren't, reading my stuff for my grammar and punctuation and spelling. They're reading my stuff for my soccer analysis. So that's the core of what it is. Well, happy 100th episode, Dan. Thanks for taking the time today. And and, uh, again, kick-ass work on the mock-up. Thank you. Happy 100th. You're a true artiste. And happy 100th, Mr. Buzz Carrick. Thanks, Peter. And thanks again to both of y'all for being here for this ride. It's been fun. Third Degree, the podcast, is brought to you by Soccer90.com. The Brian Reynolds nameplates for the AS Roma home jersey have arrived. I want an away jersey. 25% site, uh, 25% off site-wide for all Third Degree podcast listeners. Just use the promo code thirddegree 3 rddegree over at Soccer90.com. Thank you, FC Dallas Curious fans. We'll speak to you next time on another edition of Third Degree, the podcast. Happy centipedes. Third Degree, the Third Degree Nair podcast. 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 Thank you.